Hello and welcome to Heal, Pray, Grow, a podcast that helps you heal from rejection, pray for peace, and grow in abundance. Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hill Pray Grow. It's your girl, Tanisha Johnson, aka TJ Self Care. Listen, all I can say is it has been a journey. <laughs> okay, it has been a journey, but I am here. I was like, I cannot allow anything to stop me from recording another episode, and I definitely wanted to get another episode out for Self-Care Sunday. Um, So first off, I just want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your DMs. Every time you listen to an episode, please tag me on social media so I can know some of my listeners. Even though, you know, we cannot physically see each other and we may not know each other, my desire is to get to know you. My desire is to know who you are. I want to be talking about topics that are helpful and beneficial to you. So please feel free to shoot me a DM. Um, I read all my DMs. You can even send me an email um, at Tanisha, T-A-N-E-S-H-I-A, at tjselfcare.com and let me know what you think of the episode and also let me know what you would like me to talk about. So this episode, I always say I'm super excited, but I am. I always, I'll be so happy (laughs) to share this knowledge, share this information with you guys um, in this type of setting where we can really, really talk and engage and I could just give you information from a clinical perspective as well as personal. So a big thing that I get asked a lot um, with my coaching clients is, you know, when is a good time to start dating? When should we consider, you know, dating? When should we consider, you know, really opening up our hearts again to other people? And so I did not want to you know, just let this topic keep going because I can see how it's a big perspective. Now, I do want to be transparent and say, as for me, uh, I am not currently dating. I was dating about, it's been about two, three weeks ago now. Um, Things were good. Um, He was a great guy, but he was not for me. And so it kind of triggered me to remember like, hey, this is actually something that people have been asking you about, (laughs) you know. Um, And so I also want to talk about, um, well, I'll probably wait until the next episode actually to talk about, um, you know, what people pleasing and codependency looks like when we're in like a relationship where we're committed where you know we're married or something like that um i'll probably talk about that maybe like next week but today 
I want to talk about dating and codependency. So before we get started, I do want to do some quick announcements. I want you guys to know that book two is on the way. Yay! I am so happy. It should be here. I'm anticipating maybe like early um, October maybe or late September. So my editor is currently reviewing it me and her are going back and forth you know trying to make sure that things are are, are good that things are flowing um and it sounds good you know so that process can go back and forth but i think we'll probably be done uh in august and then i'll move on to book cover design which i'm definitely gonna need you guys help with again uh, for those who are new to the podcast, um, my Instagram followers helped me choose the book design for my current book, When Depression and Anxiety Have a Voice. Um, if you do not have it, you can go to tjselfcare.com and grab your copy. It's very good. Nothing but five-star reviews on Amazon. But for this second book, um, I also will need you guys' input. So, and of course, you know, we have the tour date coming up. Tour date will, you know, our four, uh, uh, let me see, for Oakland is June 11th. For Los Angeles is June 12th. Brooklyn is July 23rd. Houston is July 9th. And Atlanta is August 6th. So you can go to my website, tjselfcare.com, and grab your ticket for that. Now, enough about announcements. Let's go ahead and hop into this topic. So dating while codependent. So the first question I want you to ask yourself is how much work have you done on yourself? So working on ourselves while we're healing from codependency, um and trying to date is crucial because what often happens is we tend to revert back to old codependent ways of people pleasing being more focused on other people than ourselves trying to find ways to take care of their needs before ours, not using our voice, um, not speaking up and advocating for ourselves. And as a result, we end up giving, giving, giving in this relationship and we're not being poured into. Um, that happens a lot when dating. So people who struggle with people pleasing and codependency kind of tend to go from no boundaries to extreme boundaries. And a sweet spot is being able to be there in the middle where we know what we need, we know what we desire, and we also have a sense of what this other person may need. Um, and we are eager to let them know how we feel. We're eager to be an active listener when they're talking about their needs and how they feel. And then we find ways to blend the two so that we are not losing ourselves, okay? So a good example of this would be if you are dating someone, if you're dating someone who doesn't eat meat and you're vegan, you forcing yourself to eat meat on this date or going to a place that's ultimately like a steakhouse or something like that is not really beneficial to you, 
right? It's not taking care of your needs. That's pretty much you saying, well, this person, you know, this is what they like and I like them. So I'm just going to go ahead and let them run the show for the night because this is what they like. And I want you to know that that's a negative. That is a negative um, that I want you to stop doing. Uh, so that was just an example, okay? But if you do so happen to be vegan and you're dating somebody who's non-vegan, then that may be something that you want to consider. But <laughs> that was just an example um, of what we don't do. What we need to do is find ways to get our needs met and also, you know, make sure that the other person's needs are met as well and not lower our our boundaries, right? Maintain our boundaries. If we don't want to do something, don't do it. Don't feel like you have to do something just because the person that you're dating is doing it. If you don't like something, be active about it, you know, like speak up about it. Because what, what we want to see sooner than later is we want to see that people respect our boundaries. That's why we need to make sure that we are actively in tune with our needs, that we're actively speaking our boundaries, because if we don't, we will have no idea whether or not this person is with us because they genuinely know us and they genuinely desire to be in a relationship with us versus them being in a relationship because we seem easygoing and they get everything that they want. Because essentially, that's what ends up happening. Like when we don't take time to truly focus on our own healing, we don't know our needs. We don't know essentially, you know, our core values. And so it's very easy for the waters to get murky because the focus becomes, I want love. I want attention. I want, you know, physical intimacy. I want, um, you know, intellectual intimacy. I want, you know, I want somebody I can vibe with. I want somebody I can just live with. And that need overpowers you to the point where you're willing to compromise on things that don't seem important, but they are, right? It's like, because it feels so good to be loved, to be text in the morning, to be called, for somebody to spend money on you, for somebody to buy you gifts, you know, whatever, whatever you like, because that feels so good. Like, oh, well, yeah, sometimes they snap. That's okay. Sometimes they're a little emotional. That's okay. Uh, sometimes they don't listen to me. That's okay. And it's not okay. Like, so we need to know what exactly do we need when we go into these relationships? So say, for example, um, and hopefully, um, you know, my ex, he knows that I have a podcast. So hopefully he does not listen to this episode. <laughs> but um, I will put myself out there to share with you guys. So I was dating someone who was like, he was in his early 50s, right? Now, now just to, to clear that up. I am in my late 30s, so it's not like I'm a spring, spring chicken out here. Um, but I was trying something new. And my concern with older men always, always was, you know, will they want children? Because I don't, I don't have kids yet. And so 
you know, I'm in this spirit of living, living free, right? Something that I tell you guys to do, growing, evolving, you know, I was clear about my needs. So when we originally first started dating, he was like, you know, I don't know if I want kids. I already have three kids. Um, his kids are like in their 20s. And he was like, I just don't know if I want to start over with a little baby. So, you know, I get it. I get it. I mean, he was cute. You know, he loved the Lord. Uh, me and him can talk. I loved his emotional intelligence. He was very financially stable. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, brother don't want kids. So for me, that was a hard boundary. Now, in the beginning, you know, because we were vibing so well and stuff like that, I had to ask myself, well, Tanisha, you know, you are 38. Do you truly want your own children or do you just want, you know, that need of, you know, that maternal need of like caring for a child, right? Because he told me he had five grandchildren that were, that were all like under five. So that kind of made me excited because I'm not, uh, you may not know this about me or not, but I love, love babies, love babies. Like I love babies, toddlers and preschoolers. That's like my everything. When I do have a kid, the first six years of that child's life, we're going to be good. I'm going to know everything to do. Now, once they get past six, I don't know, probably going to have to pull out some textbooks or something <laughs> so I can know where their development should be. But in my nine to five, I've been working with infants, um, wow, almost for like since I was 22. So it's like 16 years. Um, so when he said that, it kind of made my eyes pop out like, oh, wow. And then he was like, you know, and I'm very active with my grandchildren. You know, he was like, I have one of them almost every other weekend. So I was kind of like, well, what would a long-term relationship look like with this man? And, you know, the idea of being able to have kids over you know, care for them, take them to the park, you know, bake cookies together, play in the dirt, watch some cartoons, you know, give them a bath, uh, you know, have tea parties and all that. And then they go home, kind of was sitting like, well, maybe this will be a really, really good sweet spot for you where you don't necessarily have to have the 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 job of you know caregiving 24/7 and child rearing 24/7 with this little person um and you can still like have your partner too right so i was really thinking about it i was really truly thinking about it and then i journaled about it and i prayed about it and the rose-colored glasses came off and i was like tanisha at the end of the day this is not what you want this is not what you want so it doesn't matter you know how nice this picture may may look you know how nice this image may look in my mind that i'm trying to paint at the end of the day it will still be me not having that experience of birthing my own child, me not having the experience of breastfeeding my own child, me not having the experience of waking up tired and exhausted to a cute little face 
every day that looks like me or looks like the, the man that I married. And I don't want that. I don't want that. So before I started to catch feelings, notice I say before, I was like, I have to end this. And so I said that example to say that that is oftentimes how we get caught up in situations when we're dating without knowing our needs. I have been working on myself. I have a very clear, very clear picture. It's almost crystal clear, if I do say so myself, of what I need. And so it doesn't matter how good somebody look. It doesn't matter how much they love God. It doesn't matter their emotional intelligence. It doesn't matter their financial stability. All those things are great. But at the, at the end of the day, if me and you can agree that my need of being a mother is not, you know, you don't have that need to be a father again, then there's no need for me to keep wasting this person's time and my time, right? But again, I was able to make that decision for myself because I know my needs. So my question to you is, do you feel like you know your needs? On a scale of zero to 10, where are you, right? Now for me, you know, I'm one of those people where I do feel like it's a possibility to reach a 10. I do. I think that the world makes us feel like no one can reach perfection. But I think it's because the the definition of perfection that the world has is very distorted and unrealistic. So it's like for me, when we're healing from codependency, uh, if you rate yourself a 10, that means that you have a, a good, you have a very good knowledge of your needs. You have a good understanding of you know, your desires, you have a good understanding of your flaws, your weak points, um, and you give yourself the self-compassion required to live versus continuing to judge yourself and criticize yourself um, to the point where you minimize your own needs and then you just go with the flow of whatever people tell you life should be about. And so looking at it from that you know, from, from those standards, rate yourself zero to 10. Now for me, I feel like I'm probably at like an 8.5, maybe even like an 8.25. And I say that because I do still, I do still feel, you know, I, like I question why did I, cause I went, I dated him for a good, like, we went on like a good, probably like six or seven dates before I was like, nah, I can't do this. And that was partially because I wanted to have those experiences that I was telling you guys about. It, I mean, let's just be honest, right? It feels good to be loved. It feels good for somebody to call you. It feels good to sit down and talk to somebody for hours and hours. And we do start questioning, like, man, this just feels so right. Can it really get better than this? And I want you to know that it can. It can. It's like imagine the same chemistry and connection that you have with somebody, but that, but that somebody 
actually has all the other things that you need. It has all the other characteristics that you need. You know, and we all have different needs, right? It's like I could I could do a whole I could do a whole episode on just us talking about needs. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, everybody has different needs. And so I want you to envision what that would look like. You know, it's out there, but what we have to first do is give ourselves the love that we're seeking out, right? So for me, that's why I'm like, well, that experience probably taught me that I'm probably like 8.25. I didn't necessarily stop dating because it felt really good just to have connection with somebody. But at the same time, you know, eventually I was like, nah, Ah, Tanisha, we can't, we can't keep doing this, um, you know, especially like with dating and stuff, you know, cause he was like, you know, he getting ready to stop dating, you know, other people he was dating. And I was like, whoa, brother, I ain't trying to be, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm not trying to be the one that have you throwing in your car because I'm still not quite sure, um, how far I want this to go. Right. Um, and I didn't want to do that to him and I didn't want to I didn't want to do that to me. And so it was just best, you know, for us to just kind of cut ties before it got really, really sticky. But how many times have we done that? It's like we get all wrapped up. We get embedded almost, right, like in people's everyday life. And before you know it, you know, six days turn into 10 days, you know, and, and now we like, on on month three, four, knowing this person. Now we're intimate with this person, right? Now it's turning into month five, month six, month seven. And all the while, maybe little arguments are sparking, you know, about differences that you guys have. Um, Red flags are popping up and we not looking at them because we're just looking at how we feel good in the moment. Right. And trust me when I say I told you my story first to let you know that I'm not judging you. (laughs) I'm not judging you, but we do have to step back from how good something feels and ask ourselves, is it good for us? Right. And that's the hard work. One of the reasons, you know, that I share my stories with you. I don't share my stories with you, you know, to, you know, to bore you or to make it about me. But I share my stories with you to let you know that I'm human. It's like, yeah, I'm Tanisha Johnson, a.k.a. TJ Self Care. You know, I've been in recovery from codependency now for seven years. Next month is going to be eight years, by the way. Um, but, and in that same breath, in that very, very, very same breath, (laughs) I am still human and I am still in this journey with you. You know, I say it all the time. I may be on mile 50, 60, or 70, and you may be on mile six, seven, or eight, but we're still on the same journey. You know, I know what happened, you know, 50 miles back. And I can share with you, right? But it doesn't necessarily know that I I know what's going to happen, you know, 10 miles ahead of me, right? So it's like, we're all on the same journey. You know, nobody is, nobody is better than anybody. Nobody is the guru. You know, I always tell my clients, you know, I am a partner with you on your journey, but essentially it is still your journey, 
right? Um, I can tell you where mishaps may come, but at the end of the day, you still make the decisions on where you want to go, right? So I share this story just to say, you know, that we have to be mindful of how much work have I done on myself? Am I genuinely ready? If the right one were to come tomorrow, would I be ready? Truly. And ask yourself. Don't worry about asking yourself in front of a whole bunch of people. Don't give the response as if, you know, very important people to you are asking you. Just answer it as if you're writing in your journal and this is what you, this is truly, truly how you feel, right? Because oftentimes we mistake our dependency for love, support, you know, nurturing, guidance, for loneliness. And we think that we need to hurry up and be dating. We think that's the next step. Well, I'm lonely, so I need to date. And it's like, no, you're lonely because you're dependent upon other people to be there for you constantly because you've never taken time to be by yourself. This is not the typical, you know, loneliness. This is... I don't know how to be with me, so let me try to find somebody. Let me try to distract myself. Let me try to, you know, find ways to um, avoid these feelings that are coming up for me that don't feel good. That's what that is about. And it's important that we just be honest and transparent with ourselves because lying is like, if you want to lie to other people, me, me included, if we want to lie to other people about how we feel, then that's a decision that we, that we make, right? That's a way that we are, you know, coping with life. That's a way that that's a defense mechanism that we are using. That's a survival tool that we're using, right? Hey, even I do not judge people that lie because sometimes lying keeps us safe. At least it feels like it is. It feels like it's keeping us safe because we don't want the danger of people knowing what's really going on. Right. So I'm not judging that. But when it comes to yourself, please don't lie to yourself. I did that for so many years. I know many of you have done that. Please, we got to stop doing that, y'all. Like, we have to stop lying to ourselves about how we really feel, about how other people are really making us feel, about how how much joy we truly have. Like, we have to stop lying. You know, we can't keep dating people that we know we wouldn't bring home to our parents. We can't keep dating people that have shown us time and time again that, that they're different. It's like we have to stop being scared that there ain't going to be nobody else. <laughs> okay? And I'm going to say this plain. I'm not going to use no clinical terms. Listen, I'm recording this on a very comfortable Saturday night, sitting in my living room with a glass of chamomile tea and some water. So I'm going to truly, truly keep it real tonight, okay? <laughs> we have to stop. You have to stop believing that who you're dating, who is trying to talk to you is, is, your, is your only if they don't meet your needs, then you shouldn't want to be with them. You know one thing I respect about alpha men? Alpha men and alpha women 
know what they want, know what they deserve, know what they desire, and they don't even give people who don't fit in that category the time of day. <laughs> and, and, and you know, sometimes if it feels like, it, it, at least, you know, me being on the other side, because I have been rejected by several alpha men that I that I thought were amazing. And looking back, I, you know, I got to give them their props. Because it's like, yeah, be nice to people. Hey, how you doing? Be cool with people. But if you know that you're not physically attracted or or mentally or emotionally attracted to this person, then it's like, why even put them in your in your ecosystem of friends? Like, why even start the texts, the conversations, the, you know, what do you like, you know, type vibes? Like, why even do any of that? Because at the end of the day, this person is not what you need, right? And I respect that. Like, I genuinely respect that. And that's how, that's the vibe that all of us have to move because I want you to think about this. Think about all the time that you have invested in yourself, right? All of us are on, on different levels of our journey, as I've stated before. But I, but for some of my listeners, you know, I, I do know you, you know, or I know of you, right? And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you're on a healing journey, because we are already 28 minutes in. So if you've been listening to me this whole time, that means that you are here trying to get information. You're trying to better yourselves. If you follow a large majority of like self-help, um, self-care, you know, trauma-based, you know, Instagram people or Facebook people or YouTube, you trying to get healing. If you're taking time to read self-help books and you're doing the worksheets and you got the guides and all that stuff, you are genuinely trying to work on yourself. If you are taking time out of your day to go to therapy or if you have a coach, you you waking up in the morning, you're praying to God, you're meditating, you're journaling. I, I want you one day when you have time to truly reflect on all the time you take praying, journaling, meditating, doing worksheets, looking at self-help YouTube videos, uh, looking up, you know, stuff on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok about self-care and healing. I want you to add up in your mind how many hours of your day you spend doing that. Then I want you to multiply that times 30. Now, if you got a number of 100 or more, then somebody that don't meet the characteristics that you need do not deserve to be with you. Is is anybody truly perfect? Absolutely not. But you do deserve your equal. So that means that whatever number you got, that's the same number that that person need to have who's dating you. Because guess what? Now they are getting a completely different version of you. Every single day, we are evolving. I literally can tell you that I'm not the same Tanisha that started in January of this year. And Tanisha of last year, 
I don't even, I can't even remember who that was. I'm constantly, constantly evolving. And you are too. And it doesn't matter the pace. What matters is you're evolving. And if somebody is not on that same level as you, it's going to be hard. We don't need to be pulling nobody on the journey. Imagine yourself going on a hiking trip. Right now, you already got everything you need for yourself, your water, your little snacks. Maybe you got a little towel in your bag. Maybe you got a little compass or something to tell you what direction to go. Maybe you got an extra pair of socks or something in case your feet get sweaty. (laughs) Right. Y'all know I'm a part time comedian. I'll be trying to make you laugh. But but honestly, you already have enough. You already have the stress of sometimes you don't want to do the work on yourself, yourself. You already have the, you know, the extra time that you're taking to listen to podcasts, to go to therapy, to find a life coach, to go to workshops, etc. You don't need to be dragging people with you. And people that are not evolving, guess what? They don't understand those that do. Therefore, When you try to put yourself in a position to help them, to model for them how to be, to support them, to send them videos, and they not looking at your videos, they not trying to go with you to workshops, they not trying to pray with you, none of that stuff, that's going to make you feel bad. And it's going to make your journey so much more harder. Because now, instead of trying to focus on you, you trying to hurry up and do whatever you got to do so that you can focus back on you and them. And that's not, that's not where we need to be. Because if it starts off like that dating, you can, you can almost guarantee that it's going to be like that when you are in a true, you know, monogamous relationship with this person. And then when you actually decide, okay, I'm going to marry this person, it's even worse then because now you didn't sat in front of your family, your friends, you know, God, and you have said, no matter what, I'm committed to this person. And forget the image of the person. Let's just look at the characteristics. You have committed to a person that is committed to toxicity. That is committed to not wanting to heal. That is committed to not having an open mind. And it's like the real messed up thing about it is not only do they have no desire to heal, they don't like the fact that you're doing all your healing work. So now the jealousy comes, the envy comes, and if you're dealing with a person that's insecure, they may even start questioning you about where you're with, who you're with. And now we're in a danger zone of reverting back to our codependency ways of isolating ourselves with this person and all kinds of toxic, toxic behavior that comes with that. So when we see the red flags, we need to leave. And my example was a great guy. Not having no kids was a red flag. He did a couple of other things that was also flags. Um, and so I had to bounce, you know. And I want you to know that there are so many people waiting to love you, waiting to love me. And we need to be mindful that... If it doesn't work out with one person, this is not the last person on the earth. 
We have to be mindful of our trauma. We stay in toxic relationships with people because of our trauma. When we were younger, we could not leave. Right. And I said this on, I, I don't think it was the last episode, but I know I definitely said it, you know, in a previous episode, you know, when our parents were yelling at us, you know, or when we had parents who were addicted to drugs or alcohol and we got caught in uncomfortable, anxiety driven situations, we couldn't pack up our suitcase and say, OK, I'm leaving. I don't I don't allow people to yell at me. I don't like it when you spank me for no reason or spank me, period. So I'm leaving. We couldn't do that. So now we are full grown adults who don't know we can leave. And that's why you feel stuck. And if it feels good at the beginning, then we really get stuck. Because then we're like, well, even though they don't have ABC, look at all the other things they're doing. Nobody's perfect. That's what we tell ourselves. And you're right. Nobody is perfect, but you do deserve your equal. And if that person is not putting in as much work on themselves as you are, then that's a red flag. It's a red flag. And so you may be listening now like, well, man, Tanisha, you know what? What should I do? You know, this is the situation I find myself in. What should I do? So I want you to know that the scripture for this week is 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Chapter 6, verse 14. And it says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Now, Sometimes, you know, people take this scripture and they only take this scripture, you know, in situations where we're talking about like friendships or, you know, or other types of relationships, but, but this, or marriage, right? But this is also true for what we're talking about today. We have to pray and ask God to help us connect to people that are truly, truly deserving of us, right? We're all gems. I've said over and over again how amazing we are as codependents, okay? And if you want to know more of that, you know, listen to the first episode. Because the first episode, I went in about how amazing we are. (laughs) But we are. We are amazing. You know, we give 150%. That's why you you deserve somebody that's at least going to give you 100%. You know, if you struggle with people pleasing and codependency, you give a lot of yourself. So you deserve somebody that, that's going to come to the table, right? It's almost like being in a marathon, right? When you struggle with co- codependency and people pleasing, you're about to give your all to that race. So you deserve somebody that at least can keep up with you. They, they may not be able to, to, to run right with you like neck and neck. But they should definitely at least, you know, be on your, you know, be, be on your knees. You know what I'm saying? They, they be on your, be on the soles of your feet. Okay, like we deserve people who's giving a hundred at minimum, because we we gonna give a hundred and fifty. And stop telling yourself, well, Tanisha, that's not possible. Yes, it is. Because remember what I told you: the scale we are using is a scale of. Even when we are doing 100 or 120, we're looking at ourselves with the lens of self-compassion, right? 
So it does not mean perfection. What it means is I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, I know my needs, I know my desires, and I know what I need in order to get this thing going, right? It's like for me, I know for a shadow of a doubt that I struggle with anxiety and depression on a regular basis. Even when I'm at the top of my game, sometimes I'm still anxious. It's just embedded in who I am because of my trauma, right? Like we all have something. Therefore, with my partner, I need that alpha male that's going to step in and be like, Tanisha, this is what you said you wanted. This is what we're doing. So I could just be like, okay. I need to be taken care of in that way. I need somebody who wants to lead the household, has a strong desire, so I'm not forcing him to do it, and also so that I'm not feeling like I'm not being taken care of and I have to step up and do everything. I do everything 24-7. I don't want to do everything in my marriage, right? I'm very clear about that. That's something I'm very clear about even when I am dating men. I look to see is this man actively taking charge when need to? And when he does, what does it look like? Is it aggressive? Is he listening to me? Is he making decisions based on what I told him I need, right? But the only reason why I'm able to assess in that manner is because I've taken the time to understand my needs, right? That's why I want you to do the same. I want you to write out what are some things I truly need in my relationships? And then I want you to write out what that looks like. That way, when you're dating people, you already have an assessment in your head. Like, okay, he's doing this. She's doing this. You know, I like when she does this. I like when he does that. You know, these are things that, you know, are important to me. It looks like she's doing it. It looks like he's doing it, right? So then we can actually make sure that we are in a relationship with somebody that we are evenly yoked with. So I truly hope you have enjoyed this episode. Of course, you know, I have to leave you uh, with a word of prayer. I always like to do. You could close your eyes and pray with me, or you can listen on your listen um, and pray later. I will leave it up to you. Uh, Father God, we are just so thankful for another amazing podcast. We are thankful for another opportunity of us being able to come together in this way. Father, as we are healing and evolving, we ask that you constantly keep our minds open to what we need, what we deserve. Let us be like a magnet to people who want to pour into us, who want to love us, who want to truly, truly spend time knowing who we are, who will value who we are. We ask, Father God, that you continue to to just be there for us, continue to nurture us, continue to guide us on the path that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I hope you have an amazing week, an amazing day, and remember your worth, remember your value this week. Again, 
If you love this episode, please tag me on social media. Let me know that you're listening to it. You can tag me on Facebook or Instagram as TJ Self Care. And also, listen, I'm trying to get my podcast out to as many people that need it as I can. So if you know that this episode can benefit one of your friends or family members, please go ahead and hit that share button and send it to them as well. I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.